Hello everyone, Robbie here. I'm excited to announce my eighth novel, Death Rattle, is now available for pre-order. Here's a brief description. The newest residents of Fleet, Texas are out for blood. The town of Fleet, Texas is dying, and longtime resident Ebner Graves can only watch. Ebner grew up in Fleet, fought for it in Vietnam, grew old there, and now it's drying up. Until the addition of Sunny Meadows, a planned community on the city's outskirts. Built by foreign investor Oscar Fuchs, it's bringing wealth back into the area, and Fuchs wants more. He's buying up property all over town and making generous offers with old money. But Ebner's not buying it. Fuchs isn't what he seems. And Ebner won't see his town become something he hates. And then townsfolk start dying. Everyone who stood in the way of Fuchs all ripped apart in gruesome murder. Suspicious, Ebner sneaks into Sunny Meadows and finds the source of the killings. Vampires. Sunny Meadows is their den and Fuchs their master. Now Ebner must stop him before Fleet is bled dry. Death Rattle is available for pre-order now and releases on July 26th. It's The Lost Boys meets Walking Tall and the best thing I've written yet. I would love for you to pre-order it via the links in the show notes. Thank you and on to the show. everybody, this is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I'm fantastic, Robbie. I unfortunately, though, have amnesia, so beyond knowing what you are and that The Simpsons are a TV show, this is all new to me, and I must say, it's very confusing and distressing. I wish, man, I wish I had amnesia. I wish I could strike the memory of this episode. I wish I had, like, the eternal sunshine of the spotless mind machine. Where I could wipe my memories of these bad episodes. This one in particular. I am salty today. Word of warning to everyone, all the listeners. I am salty about this episode in particular. Uh, Hello, fans, folk. We are brought to you by supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show. For only $2 a month, gain access to all of our bonus material. We have some people to thank, Matthew. Uh, You mean the best people in the world? I love those guys. Guys being gender neutral uh, in this case. Exactly. Uh, peeps, peeps folk but not uh, volks that's a whole different thing volks volks it's not volks Vol- i don't know man i'm you're using word i don't know what's going on anymore it's okay just move uh, on. okay uh rachel thank you rachel thank you rachel uh tyler green thank you tyler thank you tyler and kelvin horner thank you kelvin thank you kelvin this week's episode is regarding margie Episode HABF 13, originally aired May 7th, 2006, written by Mark Wilmore, directed by Michael Poltino, received a 5.0 rating with 8.5 million viewers. The chalkboard gag, I will not leak the plot of the movie, which was the Simpsons movie. And I don't even remember if that got leaked ahead of time or not. I mean, it's not like the story was that, you know, groundbreaking. It wasn't the important part. No, it's it's the story is perfectly the 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 plot of the the movie is perfectly fine. I think it works well enough to hang the rest of that stuff on, which is well. We'll eventually get to the movie. We're gonna do an episode about it, two or three. I don't know if we'll do a multi-parter or not. 
Uh, we'll figure it out when it happens. The couch gag, five Transformer uh, action figures line up in the front of the couch and turn into The Simpsons. I like this. This is fun. It's new and fresh and original. I mean, it's better than this episode. Well, it's much. I Okay. <sighs> um, take a deep breath. I need to take... I, whew, I need some deep breathing exercises this entire episode or I'm going to start screaming. Um, because this episode is the uh, an amnesia episode. It's what the same. I and I, you know what I'm at. I read this plot synopsis for this in our last in last week, and I thought, oh, amnesia. I'm like, that doesn't sound good. Maybe it'll be okay. That was my fault, Matt, for hoping. Yeah, you should have done that. I should have done that. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe it's that this episode is the last thing standing between me and my vacation I haven't had in 18 months. Maybe it's that. Or uh, maybe it's just that this episode is atrocious. It is god. It could be awful. all of those things, but mostly because it's atrocious. It's god awful, man. God awful. Mm. Uh, um, like it does everything. I can't. I don't know what it does right. Honestly, the episode starts with um almost an entire first act. Uh, that's meaningless. Completely. Completely meaningless. None of this matters. Like literally, none of this matters. It doesn't come back at the end. The it, whole point of it is to get Marge amnesia. Yeah, like you don't need all this to get Marge amnesia. It's very clearly like, oh, they want they didn't have the the amnesia plot didn't fill enough time, so they needed to fill time because this has a full intro. You know, it has a chalkboard gag, it has a couch gag. It's, you know, the full length intro. And then there is literally like six minutes or five minutes of just filler. Because that's what this is. This is not an inciting incident that doesn't really really reveal character. It's not funny. Uh, and it doesn't help the plot. So there's no reason for it. You know, if it did any of those things, you could defend it. It does none of them. Because it starts with Bart Millelf's Nelson painting numbers on curbs to try and extort money from people. I is that a is that a, a a thing people do? I suppose I've never. I don't know, Matt. I never never. I've lived in houses all my a large part of my life. I've never heard of this. Like never heard of this as a scam. Like oh yeah, don't wor- worry about don't if people come to your house to start painting on your curb, tell them to stop. Like I don't never heard of this. Uh, this whole episode feels like it was written. Like I've said this before, but it feels like Tommy was so wrote this episode. Like, it feels like an, an alien came to Earth and tried to mimic American culture and wrote this episode because it feels entirely alien. Well, yes, because it, it doesn't. Like I said, uh, in our King of the Hill episode, <laughs> when I started spatter, spouting off about this horrible episode on accident, uh, this it feels like they wanted an episode where Marge and Homer get broken up again and we have to see them come back together because you got to have at least three of these in every season. And they're like, well, why would this time? Maybe Marge has amnesia, and then when she when she loses her history of them being together, she forgets why she would want to be with him. Because if they got together today, no one would want to be with Homer today. Like, why would anyone want to be with Homer? Period. But especially without their history, without knowing that they have kids together and all this stuff, she would not want to be with him. And I guess they were like, well, let's make her forget all about that by giving them amnesia, and then just trying to fill around bad, fill in bad jokes around it. I, I don't even know where to start, man. There's just so much wrong. Um, Flanders yeah. offers them $100 to paint his to paint the numbers on his garage, and the kids run away in terror because that's honest work. I don't... Okay. Uh, that's supposed to be funny. Also, Flanders uh, uses the term whore in this. 
bit, and I refuse. I here, I refuse. Uh, I refuse. No, no. And that, this is the first minute. I want to make that clear. This is the first minute it of the episode. Very early on. First minute of the episode, Flanders uses the word whore, and and I'm like, oh no. I immediately I'm like, oh no. This is this is what this is what this is, isn't it? This is what we're getting in this episode, because uh, Flanders and my my Flanders here, not my not my Flanders. He would never use that word, ever, not even once. He's too timid. He would never use that word. Why does he use that word? Uh, it's terrible. So Homer refuses. The, the kids do it for their. I don't know why Bart and then they do it to their own house. Like, well, I don't. What it doesn't matter. Homer refuses to pay, so they leave him a number short. Uh, and so he. There's a bit here where he finishes it off talking and in, ends up just writing this 1974 Oakland A's are the best team ever. Which, what? What? What kind of weird joke is this? This is worse than Family Guy. <laughs> and then, literally, we have a car drive by filled with Oakland A's from the 1974 team. And this is where we get our two guests, Sal Bando and Gene Tennis, or Tenace, uh, who are baseball players for the Oakland A's. And <laughs> what is happening? What is going on? Why are we like, it doesn't matter again. It doesn't matter. It just feels so insane to me. Like why on earth are these did, did Mark Wilmore heard the subject? Did he like the, Oakland, was he an Oakland A's fan? He just wanted to meet these guys. I have to assume like that's, it feels like that. It feels like that Mike Scully rock, rock and roll episode where like we just write guest parts in for people we want to meet. Oh, I'm a big fan of the 74 A's. Let's get some guys from that team on the episode. Um, so he's the number short. It says 74 Evergreen Terrace. And then he gets a delivery from uh, for that address. He gets a lot of mail for that address uh, and just accepts it, which starts a weird comedy of error that lasts a minute. I have a delivery for a Scott and Brenda Weingarten, 74 Evergreen Terrace. 74? Oh, sorry. There's been a mistake. Oh, no problem. I'll just ship these juicy mail-order steaks back to Omaha. Uh, on second thought, I am Brenda Winecooler. <laughs> Dad, isn't it wrong to open or eat other people's mail? Son, all our mail has ever brought me is bad things. Bills, jury duty, entertainment weekly. Now, for once, I'm getting rich person mail. You wouldn't take that away from me, would you, son? Oh, Dad, no one can rationalize like you. Okay, Wine Gardens, what else is in your mail? Oh, Marge, you want to go to a wedding of a couple we never met? Strangers getting married? I wouldn't miss it for the world. Mark and Tracy, I remember the first words I heard you say. I do. Your cousin Scott is so sweet, but didn't you say he was blind? That's what I heard, but he's so confident in his movements. <laughs> That last little bit of music, Homer's dancing. Gotta have Homer dancing to uh, Jewish music. I, I'll la I laughed. I laughed. I laughed twice in this episode, man. I noted. I noted when I laughed. This is the first of them when I laugh when they they we see this random couple, this newlyweds, and they and the when the lady said, "Isn't your cousin blind?" I that made me laugh. It got me. 
so it just surprised. Why exactly that? Why did that? Make I don't know. Laugh? It surprised me. I think that's the thing. I was just I'm ex- just expecting fair, the worst, fair. and I'm just it just surprised me. It's, and he and the the guy replying, oh, he's just so confident in his movements. I was like, oh, that's like it's i don't know it's it's entirely removed from this episode uh, all of this is because after that and guess what none of this none of this leads anywhere this none of this matters at all like it's not even tangentially connected because at this point we just cut to the actual story like they just basically start this episode with four minutes of nothing and then they cut to the story part it, and it's just very obvious uh, because then Mar- Marge is like, oh, I won a free cleaning from a maid service. Like you do. Sure, Marge. It sounds like a scam. Uh, sounds like they're trying to get your business in after the, they get their foot in the door. Whatever. Um, so Marge prepares for the cleaners by cleaning. Mom, what are you doing? Cleaning up before the housekeeper comes. This is a total stranger who cleans houses for a living. Who cares what she thinks? Don't be so naive, Lisa. Those people all talk to each other. You know what I found in their dirty clothes hamper? Dirty clothes. I found a hair in the drain. Not a fine upstanding head hair, but a curly whirly. Untidy! 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 Untidy, untidy, untidy. (laughs) Now this is a house that's ready to be cleaned. (gasps) That's her. Don't answer it yet. I don't want that judgmental bitch in my house. Oh, boy. Uh, This This is five minutes into the episode, Matt. And I'm already, like, overwhelmed. I am overwhelmed. Why are they all Irish? I, because that was a thing back in the early, you know, 1900s and 1800s. But this is 2006. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Uh Because obviously the the only people that have maids anymore uh, are Irish maids. uh, That's, I, I, I don't even know. I don't, I, oh, so, but, well, I like, this is like, here, I can give you this, like, I don't know what the hell is going on with this, like, this sequence where she's imagining them all as Irish women, and they're all very judgmental. Um, I assume, I, I, I assume that anyone that comes into my house is going to judge me. That's perfectly fine. Uh, that's their right. I'm paying them for whatever their job they're doing in my house. They can judge me all they want, as long as they do the job. I don't care. Um, me and Marge has a problem with that. It I don't mind this necessarily. Like it it does show character of Marge. It's like, oh, where Marge is anxious because oh, they're gonna judge me for having a dirty house. Okay. Like it's something. Um it doesn't really matter though, because this is all in service for Marge to see this one spot and need to clean it and we're just before that just right after that clip ends, Marge basically takes out all her cleaning supplies all at once is overwhelmed by the fumes trying to clean this one little spot and knocks fall, uh, passes out while she's standing or kneeling and falls over and hits her head on a stool cracks her head mm-hmm. and then we cut to a hospital room where marge wakes up oh my head feels like it was punched by a boxing man how many fingers am i holding up two very good now i'll put them back in the jar now, I have a question. 
Who are you people? <gasps> she doesn't recognize us. You monster. What have you done to my face? Um, like an amnesia plot. Okay. All right. I am not going to blame the show for applying Marge, applying amnesia to Marge, even though it's basically impossible uh, in the way that it happens. <laughs> she's not, <laughs> she's not, people don't just fall down, hit their head and forget, select things like maybe one in a billion happens like that, but largely, yeah, amnesia is actually incredibly rare. Uh, it, far less than TV would have us believe. And yeah, and if there's cases of memory loss, they're entirely disconnected from people getting bumps on the noggin. Um, I so I'm not gonna go. Oh, this is stupid, even though it is stupid. If this, if they manage to deduce anything with Marge gets amnesia and forgets her kids and hus and and husband. Maybe I'd go, oh, who cares that it, it's ridiculous? But I still have to go, like, it's 2006, guys. Why did you, why are we doing an amnesia plot? Like, anything else you want to do? No, you got to do this? Okay. We go to commercial at six minutes and 47 seconds. And mercifully, uh, we're on for a short second act. Um, Dr. Uh, Hibbert. You're, uh, yeah, oh, Matt, your second, it was your second act is long. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, it's long, but nothing happens, so it's really easy. Well, Matt, that's it. This that's this entire episode. There's nothing. That's true. Very very little happens. I mean, the entire sum of this episode is a bunch of stupid crap happens. Marge gets amnesia. Uh, Marge has to regain her memories, uh, which she does of everyone except Homer. So Homer tries to jog her memories, and eventually does through beer. That's, that's <laughs> oh God, no! We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. So at the beginning of the second act. Uh, Dr. Hibbert says that there's nothing that Homer can do to, you know, fix Marge immediately. Uh, more than likely, with most of these cases, uh, her memory will come back when it's keyed off by something that is important to her. When she, uh, it will just be like turned on like a light bulb. So uh, Homer says, "Okay, I got this. I will do all kinds of stuff that will, you know, kick in and will make Marge remember." Um, but he's bad at it. Marge, I'm gonna take care of you until your amnesia goes scramnesia. I got you flowers, fluffy pillow, and a nice, relaxing private room. Oh, you're sweet. I'm lucky to have such a kind, uh, uncle. I'm your husband. What? I am. We're the same age. But you're so much more uh, ravaged than I am. <laughs> I do eat a lot of crap. I'm Lisa. I'm eight years old, and this might sound presumptuous, but I'm your favorite. Oh, you seem sweet, but I can never have a favorite. Well, talk to me in a week. Hi, I'm Bart. I'm ten years old and a professional motocross jumper. Can you buy me a motocross bike? I may have lost my memory, but I'm not an idiot. <laughs> Great news, Marge. We're going home. Yes, the insurance company said you're as well as they're going to pay for. <laughs> so, yes, as we can see, uh, Marge already is skeptical of her marriage to Homer because obviously Homer is um, well-traveled, let's say. Matt, what? Are, are we... What, so Robbie? Go so ahead and say it. I am really struggling. I, I, I like, I'm... <laughs> We're supposed to assume that Marge has lost all memory, all of her memory involving her family. She still ha she has her she's, she doesn't remember any of her personal experiences, but she has her general knowledge. 
of how the world works. It's why she doesn't immediately buy Bart a dirt bike, despite his entreaties. I, 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 I can't, uh, okay. I cannot, cannot overstate that in no t- at no point in this entire episode does the real world any kind of realism intrude. There is no, no it's, I mean, this is this is this is basically uh, TV world. This is how things work in a TV world. His, so if you ever seen one of those uh, movies or, or TV shows where somebody is inside another TV show, this is how that works. This is a fantasy land, and every single time they can make a meaningful choice to make this episode mean anything say anything about these characters they do the opposite it 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 feels like purposeful at, at like i've said this before it feels like they are purposefully doing the wrong thing over and over and over again and it is baffling to me like these people have never even watched the simpsons before uh i and, and okay, Matt. I we I we need to have a discussion. Um, but you you could continue for now. Gladly. The sooner I finish this, the sooner I can forget I'd ever happened. Nope. You have so, to remember forever. <laughs> nope. Trust me. I already forgot most of this. Good thing I took notes. So, uh, on the way out of the hospital, Homer strangles Bart. Uh, Marge, being a semi-real person for this episode, is aghast. Uh, Homer, you know, says that, oh, he, he likes it, which, yeah, sure, Homer, okay. Um, so as they are you know, going home, Marge sees all of, like, the, the Springfield side characters, like Duff Man and uh, I think Disco Stew and, and a couple of people that I Mel. Remember. Mel uh, is there. So Mel, yeah, uh, playing chicken over something stupid. And she is, why is all the people so weird and these freaks? And, I mean, it feels like something a... A Marge that we haven't grown to love would say, but man, is she just like, oh, everyone's awful. Why is everyone so awful who's around? She sounds so bitchy. It just blows my mind. Matt, I, here, this is my problem with this. This is my problem. Problems? I don't know. I'm trying to, like, I'm like, every time I... One of sp- many. When I, every time I speak, I, feel, I like, I'm trying to, like, reconvert, like, wait, am I, is this, I, it's hard to describe this episode. It feels like I'm, like, trying to... Uh, 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 herd cats, right? Like I'm trying to hold Jello in my hands. So they drive past Mel and side and uh and and, and Duff Man and uh Disco Stew and whatever. Um, there's a fourth there. I don't remember who it is, but Homer describes them as their friends. Those are people are not their friends. They're people who live in town. Why does Homer describe I them mean, as friends? I- I don't know. I mean, Homer thinks that everybody is his friend, and Springfield is supposedly a small enough town that uh, they would call them the, uh, basically everyone that we ever see on the show. They're friends and neighbors. I uh, they're not friends. I'm not gonna. I don't care. Um, they're acquaintances. Sure, sure, acquaintances. That's not a friend. I don't know. But also, this is what this episode pre- presents at face value: is if Marge lost all her memories. And and was presented at face value, like, oh, I married this man. These are our children. She would be befuddled and bewildered because who on earth would want to live this life if she was her? And the problem is that she's right. Well, yes, because in this episode, uh, Marge with amnesia is basically treated as if she were from the real world. And if you write Homer... Like season seventeen, Homer. Yeah, no one, no one on Earth would want to be married to Homer. It, it'd be a nightmare. It'd be, an, it'd be a horror movie. It, it would. So why, like, 
And they did that and then went, yeah, okay, that's a good episode. Are you, I, I like, I can't, are you out of your mind, Simpsons writers? Are you out of your mind? You know what you do? You write Homer like, a, like season four. You write Homer like season six where he is a, he tries real hard and he, he fails, but we like him because he tries so hard. Uh, because yeah, he's, that Homer knows what he is supposed to be like and tries and fails. And that is what a lot of us do. A lot of us know that we should be better than we are. And we are constantly striving to be that way. And sometimes we take breaks from that, just like season four, season six. Homer takes breaks from trying to be great from time to time. But season 17, Homer has no idea what a normal person is and is not even trying anymore. And that kind of person will never work with real world amnesiac Marge. Yeah, and it's it, it just it's just like oh, you wake up with no memories. You are married to a maniac, to to an idiot, to a maniac, to a psychopath. Like oh yeah, it would be it would be a nightmare. Of course, Marge wouldn't we be married to this man. The solution isn't to go double to just keep writing Homer the way you have. The answer is to write Homer well and make him a compelling character and him trying to do his best with the situation but they don't do that and that's the only way you make this episode work and they don't they make homer a, a who it would be a nightmare there's no reason for you to go oh yeah marge you're right you sh- you would i wouldn't want to be if i woke up with no history no memories like that's the thing if you're Mar- marge in this episode is basically taking a random person who's seen no simpsons ever doesn't know the characters has never watched the golden years like we've watched the golden years matt we have those memories right of all those great episodes that we love it's like okay i want you to forget everything you you have you remember about what you love about the simpsons and just start with this episode this is your first simpsons episode ever first experience with the simpsons is watching this episode mm-hmm. what would you think you'd be like oh this show's terrible i'm never watching this again yeah, they'd be like, what is wrong with these people? I don't understand. Why do they like, like this? This is, this is like Family Guy, but less enjoyable. Now, Family Guy has, like, jokes in it. I, I like, I, as much as I criticize Family exactly. Guy, jo- Family Guy has jokes. Um, there's nothing here. And that's, a th- like, this is, like, you'd be trying to present this episode at face value. You'd be like, oh, yeah, The Simpsons is great, huh? You, you, have, you have a history with the show. You've watched this a whole bunch. You love it. You love The Simpsons. And you're like, well, no, why would I love The Simpsons? This, show's, this episode's terrible. That's what this is. That's what Marge is. And I go, no, Marge is right. Uh, and this episode, the whole episode is built upon that. And it is a, a foundation built upon sand. It cannot stand. Nope. And we're going to see it just completely melt into that sand as the episode goes on. Uh, also, Homer tries to explain his son to Marge uh, when they get home. Uh, once again, that's not the part that she doesn't remember. It's the people in her life and her individual memories. I'm pretty sure uh, this so is supposed. Marge... To, I'm pretty sure this is supposed to be a joke, Matt. You're supposed to think this is funny. You're supposed to, but Homer is just a jerk about it, and Marge Marge doesn't laugh and say, "Oh, she she is mean to Homer about this." She's yeah, like, "I'm not an idiot." And I mean, like, Marge has been. <laughs> Oh, 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 that's so sweet. No, no, I remember that part. You'd be like, oh, it's good natured. Oh, Homer was just trying and Marge loves him. But no, because Marge is mean to him about it, it seems mean spirited in general. Well, like, that's the thing, Matt. Like, what has what is this Marge? Because this isn't like how much of Marge is just a, it is a blank slate of Marge. There's nothing here. Like you say, oh, she only lost her memories of her husband and, mem- and memories of her children. But no, she's also mean. Marge is not mean. Marge is a very nice lady. So why is she mean yeah, to Homer a, here? Like, that's the thing. Like, it's not just her memories. It's also, like, some of her characters have been forgotten. And you're like, well, 
they never really establish what actually she remembers. Does she remember her, her like her her mother and father? Does she remember her high school? Like, it, does she literally remember nothing? Does she know no one? That is generally the way amnesia is portrayed and uh i believe it's called retrograde amnesia uh, i'm going to get some of the details of this wrong uh but basically uh a person in this kind of amnesia often uh forgets uh either a significant portion of their life or all of their uh individual memories uh their you know um first person interaction with anyway they know facts and figures that they'll be able to you know retain any skills that they had before but they have no uh, personal relationship with anyone in their minds. They are like a blank slate. They don't know anybody or have any feelings towards any one person. Uh, so a lot of times it is seen in TV and, and movies as, oh, this is what the person is like deep down without any of their you know relationships to hold them back. So basically what the writers are saying here is, oh, Marge is a mean person at her core, but something about having her family uh, makes her nicer. And I don't think that's the character that we've seen. Like, I don't think that Marge being a housewife, a, a mother to the kids and a wife to Homer is what made her the way she is. Uh, I mean, be growing up in the household that she grew up in. Maybe that's true. I mean, she had Patty and some of her sisters and Jacqueline as a mom and they don't seem like very nice people. Uh, and, and maybe it is, you know, Homer and the kids that have made her have softened her, but it just seems a little out of left field. Like if they had gone into that, perhaps and been like, Oh yes. Uh, you know, she hangs out with Patty and Selma and they're all catty together or whatever, because you know, Patty and Selma are awful people. But there's a scene later in this episode that we'll get to where uh, Marge is hanging out with Patty and Selma and is aghast at how they talk. Like if, if, if that, In that scene, if Marge had been as mean as they were, then, OK, we'd be like, oh, yes, this is what Marge was like before she met Homer kind of thing. But it's not. It's inconsistent. Oh, I don't know, Matt. I it's you're spot on. I it's so frustrating. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, but we're gonna get back to Marge remembering things because as soon as she walks in and sees Maggie and hears Maggie suckling, she immediately remembers Maggie. There's the little special, you know, Simpson character remembers something, uh, and she loves Maggie. She remembers all of the important things about Maggie. Uh, Lisa explains something unnecessarily that immediately makes Marge remember Lisa. Millhouse pops in, which this is this is almost a good gag in my mind. Millhouse pops in and says something very Millhousey, which makes her immediately remember Millhouse, which then makes her remember Bart. And Bart is of course upset that he is remembered through Millhouse uh, because you know, no one wants to be associated with Millhouse. Which fair. Millhouse says that he's uh, now lactose tolerant. He is now lactose tolerant, correct? But and then how? Can I, I mean, this is not matter, but I, does that happen? Do you just that's a great question <laughs> i thought you were just you just I, mean, I know you can become less lactose tolerant i don't know about more lactose tolerant. okay man you continue i'm gonna do some research okay you do some research uh and immediately right there is flanders whom marge remembers uh and for some reason he remembers his cat's birthday or whatever uh but unfortunately she still does not remember homer uh despite homer you know, popping in to say, oh, I must be next. Arch, I'm going to take care of you until your amnesia goes scramnesia. I got your flowers, mm. fluffy pillow, and... Mm. Nope. Get ready. Sorry, Robbie, to I'm next. This. As well as they're going to pay for. What is happening? <laughs> Sorry, uh, apparently my clips appended rather than, you know, you don't have to get... Arch, I'm going to take care of you until... <laughs> okay. This is where the clip starts. Oh, you stupid VLC. 
Right? I'm yours. Go to pay for. <laughs> it's so great to have my children back. I better get ready. I'm next. <gasps> All right, Marge, time to remember Admiral Awesome. Mm, nope. I'm sorry, Admiral, but you're still a stranger to me. Oh, why do you remember them and not me? I don't know. Maybe there's something unpleasant blocking my memory of you. Hi, diddly-ho, Simpsons. Oh, hey, Ned. Isn't today your cat's birthday? I remember because she shares the date with Patty LaBelle. So, yes, as we can see, uh, Marge still does not remember Homer, but she does remember Flanders and Flanders' cat's birthday. So, uh, Matt, I'm Homer responds. Can I? Uh, I don't yes. know if this actually is. Again, this episode is no, does not concern itself with any kind of reality, but she remembers children. She remembers everything about Bart and everything about Maggie and everything about Lisa. How is that possible without also re remembering Homer? Good question, Robbie. Good question. He's the, I don't think anyone he is literally before. present throughout their entire timeline. Like, Bart is born. Homer is there. You know, like... It, it, <laughs> I, I, like, I know this episode doesn't want me to think about this for even a moment, but I'm immediately like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I'm like, this is so stupid. This is the stupid... Yes, oh. welcome to the Simpsons, Robbie. Oh, you're right. So, at this point, uh, Homer starts to show Marge his exploits to try and jog her memory. Like, so far, this has happened like, as, as soon as they get home from the hospital. Uh, this is the same day. This is hours later after Marge is released. Mm -hmm. So, Homer starts showing Marge, uh, you know, pictures and, you know, videos of all the crazy stuff that has happened. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's not jogging her memory. Uh, Homer then suggests sex. Uh, because, yeah, that's, I mean, maybe, but that seems like the wrong thing to suggest somebody who claims to not know you. Um, and then I, then he starts explaining something to her, and I can't remember what it is, but it's, he starts whispering again. It's supposed to be a joke, but it just wasn't all that funny. You remember, Robbie? It's about parallel parking. He tells her how to, yes, he, he starts know. whispering her, and you're supposed to think it's like, oh, he's whispering about like a sex thing, but instead mm -hmm. he's whispering about parallel parking. Right, right. So, yeah. Uh, okay, uh, so now we get to the scene where Patty and Soma a badmouth Homer uh, while Marge is in the park with them, uh, just to explain to uh, Marge who Homer is and why she should completely dump him because you know it's Patty and Soma. Uh, the kids overhear them and they'll have to tell Homer, and then Homer overhears the kids, but not what they're talking about in one of those idiotic cartoon things that they love so much in these seasons of The Simpsons. Um, yeah, so it's it's not fun. So Homer in this situation decides that he is going to woo Marge all over again. He's going to be super charming. And he says, okay, if you don't remember how much you love me, I'm going to make you love me. Uh, not make as, but you know, he's going to try and show her what a great guy he is. Um, it takes her to Luigi's. How uh, they have a nice romantic dinner? Uh, Luigi sings a song applying. He really hates Homer, which obviously, of course, who doesn't? I, 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 I try and like, summon feelings about this but it's just nothing no like, because it's completely pointless and stupid this this is not there are there is a way to do it like to do this but this is not it this is the opposite this is the stupid way this is this this feels 
half-hearted. It feels it like it. It feels again like a first draft. This whole episode feels a first draft, not even a first draft. Well, I, I mean, it has the same problem that a lot of these season seventeen episodes in that the humor is completely unrelated to the plot. Well, like, the, like this whole thing with Luigi singing about how much he hates Homer. How is this relevant to the plot? And why does he hate? Why? Like it's, no, we don't know why. I, I'm I'm going the, the most charity I possibly can say. It. Oh, there is a good reason for this to exist, but it's not relevant to the plot. But you're right; it's even worse than that because it, it makes no sense at all. Why? Why does Luigi hate Homer? When doesn't I thought all the restaurants in in this, in Springfield love Homer because he gives them lots of business? Is that like I, I I don't know? There's just it just things happen. It's just things happening for 20 minutes. There's no rhyme or reason for any of this. Yep, you are correct. But it's gonna get worse, Robbie. So so much worse. It does because afterwards. Oh my god, man! It gets uh, worse. Yeah. Afterwards, they go for a walk, and Homer takes her to a very special place for the two of them. I've had a lovely evening, Mr. Simpson. Just wait. We're coming to the site of our most romantic night ever. It was the Plywood Castle that we first... Well, you know. Know what? a girl who makes love on a putt-putt golf course. Oh, you loved it, especially when the windmill came around and whacked your butt. Brrrr. Oh, that sounds horrible. No, it was the happiest night of my life. The warm spring air, the swings I took in the batting cage afterwards. Don't you remember, darling? No, and I hope I never do. The best thing that ever happened to me was forgetting about you. <laughs> So, yes, as we can see, uh, this Marge is incredibly stuck up. Uh, and honestly, the more I dig down into this, the more I think, you know what? This could have been more interesting if they had if, if the amnesia had happened earlier and they had gone into what kind of person would Marge have been without Homer in her life. And we find out, oh, she's stuck up and mean and all of this stuff. And she gets along with her sisters and she's more like them. Um, but. They don't do that here, one thing, and two, we've already shown that's not the case because of all the flashbacks into Marge's life. So it's like they're trying to, you know, retcon what Marge was like in the past and doing a really bad job of it on top of that. I, yeah, there, there's a problem at every single step along the way. Because even if they executed on this idea, I think the best way they want to it's still a problem like at the foundational level and like every step along the way, they just make more bad choices and they just compound upon each other. And so you get the scene, which is totally dissonant and Homer is not a real character in it. Like that again, that's the other thing in this map, like that is consistent throughout this. If you had kind of uh, uh, trying Homer from the early, you know, from the golden years uh, and, was actually, you know, trying to do his best and was sad about this, but struggling, but still trying like, oh, my wife I love has kind of lost her memories. How do I deal with this? Like, make him vulnerable, make him afraid, you know? Like, what if Marge never gets his me her memories back of him? What are they going to do? Like, he has to show those vulnerabilities. He has to show those fears. They never do that. Homer is just, he's like, it's like if Wiley Coyote, like, you're like Wiley Cody. Imagine if Wiley Coyote had a wife 
and they and the and then the wife lost all his memories. Wily like, Coyote doesn't know what to do. Wily like, Coyote just knows Acme and running and trying to kill a Roadrunner. Like that is what's happening here. There is no Homer is not vulnerable. Homer doesn't show fear. Homer is not a real human, and Marge isn't either. Really, Marge is closer um, because she has emotions that aren't just wackiness. But it's still never. This is never engaged with like a real thing happening to a real life couple. It is just like, hey, we have a scene where they do this. We try and tell a joke. It's and like th- that this joke where like, oh, it, the windmill hits her the butt. I'm like, I've seen the episode, Homer. What are you talking about going to a batting cage? What 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 are what are why are they retconning this stuff? Those are the best episodes of The Simpsons. Why on earth are you trying to change them, you idiots? Oh yeah, it, it's like what they should do but often don't is they need to lay out what is the core emotional arc of a story in this one i assume it would be marge gets amnesia uh she doesn't remember any of her family she slowly regains memory of maggie and then bart and lisa but for some reason her memory of homer is blocked so Homer has to go through the, you know, it's almost 50 first dates like where uh, she he has to, you know, show her why she loves him over and over again. And if you want to have him fail at that, that's fine. But then in the end, something has to show her why she loves him. And then the problem is then you go and you go back and you add jokes of all of this stuff and. I don't know if they're just bad at working the jokes in uh, it, whatever the level of staffing that this was uh, in the mid 2000s. Uh, but all none of the jokes fit. None of the jokes are even really all that funny. I, I don't know who they hired to write these episodes, but I'm sorry. Your jokes are bad <laughs> and they don't belong in this episode. Uh, if you had, they, they are completely uh, irrelevant to the plot. It's, it it is it, just it, it is not funny and it's also not emotionally impactful so what is what's left what's left why do i watch the show um what happened what happened what happened what are we what are we doing? oh they go to commercial oh we go to commercial we're almost through matt we're almost done uh we come back literally the first thing that come back from the third act is this clip uh i hate it I'm sorry you have to leave, but I just can't think of another way. I know. Wait, I thought of another way. I stay. Goodbye, Mr. Simpson. Oh. Dad, we don't want you to leave. My grades will suffer. In fact, they're already suffering. Look at this garden of Fs. You planted them all. Marge, I realize you've made up your mind, and I want you to know that I deeply respect your... Boo! That works for hiccups, not amnesia. I know. I just thought maybe... Boo! Oh. Oh, boy. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Uh, oh, my Lord. Um, Matt, could you read... I left a note next to this little uh, bit on our show notes. Could you read what I wrote in parentheses there? Uh, Robbie wrote, this is dirt in all capital letters. Because it is. It's so bad. It's the worst. This is the... I say I feel like I said they set a new record all the time. This might be one of the laziest things that they've ever done. Where they literally start the third act by Marge that Marge saying, just saying it out loud, going, I don't want it to be this way, but I can't think of anything else. And 
That is just the writer. That is literally just the writer saying that. That is what the writer said when he wrote this episode. I can't think of anything else. Where they have, like, this this clip that is 30 seconds long is filled with so many problems i could i could take an hour talking about them but it boils down to marge doesn't why is marge not care about homer why does like it, it if marge is still the same person she just doesn't have memories of him she should feel sad because she real she recognize could because she can empathize with this man she can see him as a human marge is a nice person marge sees even a stranger is having problems she would go oh why are you sad and now she's been told by everyone the kids recognize him as their father everyone else recognizes homer as their father and as her husband so it's not like she doesn't believe that this is possible it's certainly it's true it's fact and marge is an idiot like she is They've clearly laid that out. So she would go, oh, we were married. And this man clearly wants me to remember him. She would be sad because she couldn't. Because she she wants to remember, but she can't remember. And because she doesn't have these memories, she doesn't have the same connection with this man. That makes sense. But instead, they make Marge a monster. She, like, imagine you're Homer. Imagine you're Homer in real life. Your wife loses all memory of you. And you're desperately trying to kick it back in. You take her out to a nice restaurant. And you try and bring her back to these old haunts to try and revive these memories. Bring them back. Nothing works. And then, oh, well, this new, your wife that you've been married to for a decade now and have three children with. And you love desperately. Uh, the next thing she does, she's just going to kick you out of the house. That's, um, that's monstrous. Yep. That's a monstrous thing to do to somebody. Even if you don't remember them, you could still have empathy. And that's what I'm saying. Like, is Marge human anymore? Like, did they wipe her empathy too when she got that head injury? Like, did she have a stroke and it like wiped out part of her, her sense senses and, and, and motive emotions like this? And like, and Marge just says, "Oh, I can't think of anything else." Like, what? What does that mean? What do you can't think of anything else? One, I'm pretty sure you own the house together. I'm assuming that both their names are on the deed. Marge doesn't just say you're kicked out of the house unless Homer just also agrees to it somehow. Like, why would Homer agree to it? They don't even have a conversation. Like, this is a conversation that we would see. Write the scene where they decide to separate, writer. If you want to make an episode about this, this truly depressing, sad scene, write it. You, It, I, it makes me want to scream. It is so lazy. Like, th- this, if you want to write this episode, this is what you're writing. You're writing scenes where sad Marge and sad Homer have a discussion about how they can't, how Marge can't remember him. Do I want that in a Simpsons episode? Not particularly, but they decided to write this episode. That means you have to include that stuff. You don't just have a scene where Marge goes, I can't think of anything else. Goodbye. Like a monster. If you have a scene, literally write it. Maybe instead of having four minutes of nonsense at the beginning of your episode of nothing that's not funny, include a scene where Marge and Homer have a conversation and Marge goes, I'm sorry. I don't remember you. I can't. I want to. I want us to have a relationship because obviously the kids care about this. They care about us being together. But I don't have a connection to you anymore because I don't remember it. 
and you have Marge be Homer and, and, and Marge be sad and Homer be sad and they decide to separate because it hurts too much to be together. If you want, That's what you want to do? You want to have them separate? That's how you write the stupid scene. Instead, you don't. Instead, you just have uh, like the hackiest crap, man. This next, like this third act is infuriating to me. Matt, Matt, because Homer leaves, goes to live with Grandpa in the retirement home, which, okay, we're just going to assume that the retirement home is going to let a man move in. That's not how retirement homes work. <laughs> I like, They're just like, oh, who cares about reality? We just ignore it. Patty and Selma take Marge to speed dating in Shelbyville. Oh, my Lord, this is terrible. Oh, yeah. Like, the, I, the Simpsons writers obviously have low opinions of a lot of things, but man, they really hate speed dating. Because we have, and this is just, this is clearly them like, what what jokes can't we write? Like, let's write some hacky jokes. You remember, you know, you I know you remember that this woman just kicked a man out of his own house because she can't remember him and, she, and the writer's too lazy to write a scene explaining it. Um, but now we're going to have some hacky jokes for you because Marge goes on speed dating and she talks to a, a lonely, sad guy. Isn't that hilarious? His wife's been dead for five years. And then we meet the angry man. He's so funny. The th he's very threatening. That's a joke. And then we meet the gay guy, the closeted gay man. Oh, that's hilarious. The three, <sighs> just the three hackiest. Like, this is like the worst co stand-up comedy from like 1982. Two, like, what are you doing? And you're filling up the Simpsons episode with this, so bad. All to get to this, Matt. All to get to this, which is just the laziest construction. The late, like, the way. Oh, we need a margin Homer to get back together. How do we do that? Well, all I got away. It's the laziest thing in the world because Marge meets a guy at speed dating uh, who seems like a nice guy. Does he get a name? Do we get this guy's name? Nope. We get no one's name. It's a it's man. Man. Dude. Guy. They hit it off. And by hit it off, meaning they both realize this is stupid. Speed dating is dumb for them. And they go get coffee. That is what hitting it off means. We don't hear any information about either of them at this point. They just decide to go off somewhere. Lenny and Carl call Homer at the retirement castle in Abe's room, and there's a joke here about Abe liking the phone ringing because it he relishes. And Lenny and Carl tell Homer that they see, saw her down to the pier. I, me, okay. I, I don't know, like, not everyone watches television or movies or reads like I do. When, when you create stories, when you've been trained you know, in literature classes to read things analytically and to write and how to craft uh, stories and plots. You can, I, and I don't think you need this to, to recognize the things, but I think it, it jumps out at you. And this scene where all I see is the writer. All I see is the writer. Like, we need Homer to interrupt this guy and march. We need Homer there. How do we get him there? Like it's it's a it's a legit it's a problem with logi logistics. Like we need to figure out a way for Homer to have that information so that Homer can go there and be there for the final scene of the episode, uh, or final second to last scene I guess in the episode. Um, so we have Lenny and 
Carl. Like, they're on the pier. Why are Lenny and Carl there, Matt? Because they needed somehow for Homer to find out about Marge and the speed dating thing. Yeah, exactly. The plot dictates it. Lenny and Carl are there because the plot dictates it because they need to tell Homer. And it is lazy. Again, lazy. It, you there there are a million ways Homer could get that information and the trick here's the trick it's not to say oh we can't write the scene then because we I don't know how to how get how to get Homer there and the trick isn't go oh what's the easiest way we can get Homer there oh Lenny and Carl call him the trick is you find a way that is creative you find a way that reveals Homer's character that's the trick there you the trick is finding a creative way get Homer there uh, and you have to literally you just have to think you just take some time and you get a blank piece of paper and you scribble out ideas no Robbie this takes zero time at all Homer is sad so he's walking down by the river and happens to spot them I mean Matt that's that literally Matt that is better that is better than this no Robbie what happened was they felt they needed a joke here so they had to have someone call Homer so that Grandpa could say, no, no, wait and enjoy the ringing. That's the reason Homer wasn't just just happened to be there because of that terrible joke that somebody came up with is, is, is put this all into motion. It's not a, it's not funny, though. Like, man, I like I don't know. Like, it's just every single thing is just the laziest way to get to where they want to go. They're like, oh, we have this scene at the end. We need to get there. That's how we do it. Um, even though I hate the scene, I hate all these scenes. Um, so this random dude, uh, we don't know who it is. Uh, they talk there. He's talking to Marge. Homer gets the call from Lenny and Carl. Um, th- and Homer gets to the pier. I, I did Homer have his own car now? Like, we don't, let's not worry about that. Who cares? How did he get there? Um, he just gets there. However, he gets there and he hides. He, he, to, 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 he spies on them from the rocks below the pier. Um, and they have this little conversation. I just think the best thing a person can do for the world is to be clean and polite. Wow! That's what I would have said. Well, I would have said polite and clean, but wow, still. Oh, no. He's Marge's and my dream man. I've got to make a play for her now or I might lose her forever. Oh. <laughs> At least she found someone who can make her happy. Oh, Marge, I feel like the two of us can say anything to each other. You really mean that? I do. I've got amnesia and I have three kids. Wow. My first thought is respect, both for your mental illness and your ability to get back into shape. My second thought is goodbye. I laughed at that, man. Yeah, I mean, that's that's good delivery. So whoever is doing that voice, good job. That's, that's Hank Azaria. Um... I I laughed at that the, the 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 goodbye like that I got that okay good you got chuckle on me on that one um and that guy is again a sane person um I like if oh like oh we literally know nothing about each other uh and now I know oh you have amnesia and you have three children and you're still married and she didn't even say that and Marge is no. still married like the like. Why on earth is this even introduced at all? Why is Marge dating other men? Like, why is this a part of this story? This is so, it's so, like, as far from our perspective, this literally just happened. Marge just had amnesia. How, we saw, like, 
what a night one night with homer and she goes ah, i give up <laughs> one night i give up i'm gonna go date go date other people go find someone else yeah find someone else like well, this is where we go to is it did they literally just say oh, we have some jokes about speed dating bad bad jokes about speed dating is that what we have so let's just jump to that oh my lord oh okay so the guy leaves because he's a sane man of course he should leave why on earth would you stay because imagine from his perspective he's going to speed dating thing and he encounters probably a bunch of you know people he doesn't like and then suddenly, oh, this woman seems nice. And then they go out to get coffee and she's like, oh, I have amnesia and I have three children. And you're like, oh, uh, bye. <laughs> I can't. No, thank you. I didn't want that. That's fine. Nope. That's perfectly fine. I don't blame this guy, even though we're supposed to somehow feel, like be angry at him. Homer's angry at him because Homer pops up. And accost, and covered in seaweed, by the way, accost this man at his car. This is the last two scenes of the episode. I have them in this clip. It's a little bit of a long clip, but at least it's the last one. You idiot! Ah! Do you know what you just gave up? Who the hell are you? The wisest, wettest man you'll ever meet. Go on. You just walked away from the sweetest, most beautiful woman a guy could want. In ten years, she never had the last slice of pizza, and she's never complained. Every election, she wishes she could vote for both guys, because they both seem nice. And there's a light inside her that makes everyone else look better. And you blew her off. Dude, she's got three kids. Really? Well, she's still great. Mr. Simpson? I may not know much about you, but you sure know a lot of wonderful things about me. And that means a lot to a woman. I still don't remember you, but for the first time since this happened, I wish I did. Homer. Mm. I'm so happy we're together again. Want to get a drink? You drink? Uh, yeah, I started when you were in the hospital. Oh, I was so worried. Recently, I tried this thing called beer, and... I remember everything! You get drunk all the time! Oh, but do you also remember that you're an enabler? Oh, of course I do. That's why we're such a great team. Mm. You've been drinking today, haven't you? I sure have, partner. My head's gonna, my head's gonna explode, man. My head is gonna spin off my body and fly away. I know, I know. I mean, at the very least, you've got the oh, she's she does have three kids. Whoa, Homer didn't know that. Oh my god. There's I I can't. Yeah, it just makes you want to like babble. Like I'm, I'm literally Frank Grimes. Like that's what I'm thinking about. This is what season seventeen is me. I'm just I'm just Frank Grimes all the time. Uh, like, I'm just, I'm like, ah, ah, I just want to yell, like, random just outbursts of yelling. Um, I think it's actually Matt. This is the funniest thing. I don't think that's Hank Azari. I think that's Dan Castellaneta. Yeah. I think it's him talking to himself. Fair. Um, also, uh, why is she calling him Mr. Simpson throughout this? I, that's a, like, you generally don't call someone Mr. or Mrs. whatever unless, as, 
in equal as someone on the same footing as you. Once you're an adult, you call people pretty much by their first names unless they're like your boss or something. And even then, most bosses, I don't know. Your good bosses yeah. are usually just like, you just call me by my name. It's fine. Um, that's the thing. I, I was thinking about that, actually, uh, throughout this episode. I'm like, how how do I feel about that? I know why they did it. And I like I think it makes sense in a certain way, but I feel like they, they again, they went about it poorly. Uh, they 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 chose poorly. Uh, they the like they he calls she calls her him Mr. Simpson the entire time because and like I could foresee a way that they make it work because they want to delineate. Okay, this is Marge with no memories. She calls him Mr. Simpson. That way is it's a clear way to demonstrate to the audience she doesn't know who he is. She doesn't call him Homer. But I think it would work better if it was you know she called she has Marge has called him Homie many times in the past and i would say my we're gonna get into this and fix this episode but you would start the episode her calling him homie you'd lay that in pretty thick homie 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 she calls him homie a lot and then when she comes back she's always calling him homer or or he, she always gives him she's a homie or a pet name like sweetie darling honey something like that early on you know, because she that's it's to to show that affection. And then when she comes back, it's always just his name, Homer, proper Homer. Like, I, I think that is more effective. And it would I we'll get into this fix this episode. I don't put off up to you because this last clip still has so much to talk about. But the Mr. Simpson thing doesn't work uh, largely. Like, I feel like I understand why they choose to do it, but I don't I don't like it. Um. The, the, this this is this is ins- this is insanity this is insanity because they have this last bit where homer's like he defends marge and that that one little monologue where he defends her i think that's that's totally correct that's what homer should sure. be the entire episode honestly he should be that the entire episode and it shouldn't be a product like I, I don't know why like Marge is like up until this point I didn't be I didn't really want to like you I'm like well why Marge I mean like I know Homer is an idiot but like he hasn't been mean to you really like I like I don't know what to tell you like why are you so mean like why are you so awful like oh you're thoroughly unlikable Marge and Homer is largely also thoroughly unlikable for most of this episode and. You can't just throw this in at the end and make and try and erase everything else that happened. And then that, you know what saves the day? Beer? Alcoholism. Yes. So this entire episode of Marge has been blocking out uh, memories of Homer because something bad. What brings him back, though? His arguably worst quality, his alcoholism. And I've been on the record for this before. Homer can't be an alcoholic. He can't. He can't be an alcoholic, and the show cannot work like that. There is Duffless. I've said this before. Duffless answered that question. Homer's not an alcoholic because he, when he needed to quit, he could. He showed that he could quit for Marge. For Marge, literally. That's what this. That's what Duffless is about. Marge asks him to stop, and he stops. And after the after that point, you can make jokes about Homer loving beer. Hey, I. There's a lot of people who I think love beer. I wouldn't call them alcoholics. I, I so I don't like I, I and like maybe you'll you, there's certainly you can argue about how where's the where's the line and it's hard to, a hard thing to cross. But here I'm going to make this. 
I don't want the protagonist of my family show about fa- a family that loves each other. I don't want him to be an alcoholic. It shouldn't be a ra- it shouldn't be a plot point. And you should not certainly be making jokes about Marge being an enabler. And that's why they're a great team. That is terrible. It is awful. It is so stupid. It's not a like. Is this a joke? Do they literally think this is funny? Isn't it funny that we you write the show. You decide who these characters are, you idiots. You get to decide if Homer's an alcoholic or not. He, he isn't real. Homer is not a real man. You write him as an alcoholic, and then you write a joke about Marge being an enabler, and then you make this the thing that makes her memory come back is that this is it. Homer doesn't, Homer doesn't do anything without you writing it first. You can make it anything to bring Marge's memory back anything in the world and you make this be the thing <gasps> oh my god and Matt and they, they literally end the episode this is how the episode ends Homer swerves and Marge says you've been drinking and he goes yep I'm drunk driving right now so hilarious it's not 1975 this is 2006 People know that drunk driving is the worst, just a terrible thing. You kill people. Isn't it funny? Mm-hmm. Hilarious. Oh, my God. So angry. Like, I've been thinking about this, Matt. Like, people talk about how bad the Simpsons got for a time. They make jokes about, like, oh, zombie Simpsons. I don't think those people understand. No one talks about this. these episodes. No one brings them up, ever. No one ever talks about these episodes because this is not like, oh, it's bad for a Simpsons episode. No, this is not bad for a Simpsons episode. This is legitimately some of the worst television ever made. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's actually some reality TV I would rather watch than this. I'd want, I'm at, I'd, at least that's like a, that's like a, it's like a car crash, you know, reality TV a lot of the time. And a lot of time reality TV is made up anyway. So who cares? Um, Most of the time it's made up. But those people are like know what they're getting into largely. Like, oh yeah, I'm gonna be on this TV show. I'm gonna be, you know, I'm gonna be crazy. Guess the producer wants me to be, and then I go back to my life. This is written. It is crafted, and it is legitimately some of the worst television ever made. And it's even worse. Like it, isolated, it's terrible. But then you add in what the legacy of The Simpsons is and what The Simpsons have done before and what these characters were and how they were and what they do to them in this like this season. I I thought I knew, Matt. I really thought I knew the capacity. Season 17 is just yeah. crushing me. And sometimes it goes there's 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 ebbs and flows. It waxes and wanes. I'm like, maybe, oh, this one's better. This one's, this one's worse. Oh, this one's the least interesting to talk about. No, this is, this is terrible. I, I like, I hate this. Like, and I don't use that word lightly. I hate it. I watched this and I wanted, I, I like, it, it is truly like despicable how lazy this is, how disgusting it is. Like, it just makes jokes about drunk driving and, 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 and basically about marriage. <laughs> Like that's what this episode is. Like it I I I truly like if I had my, if I had if I was if I my name was on this, I'd be ashamed. <laughs> I'd be fair, ashamed. Fair. Like and no one talks about this. You know, no one goes to Matt Groening and goes, "Hey, what 
What happened in season 17, man? Why, why, hey, why is this episode of season 17, why does this have so much transphobia in it? Why does this have so much misogyny or homophobia in it? Why in season, why is this episode of season 17 where you make drunk jokes about drunk driving? We bring up, like, people bring up a poo and stuff like that, which, sure, that has its merits. But a poo is a character, you know, especially in the best episodes. Like, they, they wrote a poo with depth. He had feelings and desire and motivations. Like, no one asked Matt Groening, hey, why? Or Al Jean. Al Jean does press. Hey, Al Jean, you were in charge. Did no one at the time go, hey, Al Jean, why are you making jokes about drunk driving so much? Why are you making jokes about suicide and misogyny and transphobia so much? Why are you literally? And they, I, it makes me so mad when you watch these episodes. And it is like creatively bankrupt. It is lazy writing and it's despicable. And I, I could take it for so long. And we, how, we've done this for years, man. Years and years and years. This episode is 375. And it's just every time I'm like, I, I don't know how, like, these are professional writers who've made lots of, lots of good stuff. How on earth does this happen? I don't care how busy you are. I don't care how many hours you have. I don't care. Oh my God, I'm angry. <sighs> we'll rank at the end of the show. Oh, sorry. I was muted again. <laughs> Robbie, is this episode broken? No, you were right the first time with that quick fix idea. Let's see. Quick fix. Quick fix. Ah. Uh, yes, of course. Um, here, Matt. Um, we're going to do this, okay? So, Ugh. it's not hard. It's not hard. It's really not. I like Because I've seen... There's plenty of movies that do this, you know? Uh, I, I mentioned one earlier. Uh, oh, no, I mentioned that in King of the Hill. Did I? I don't remember now. I don't remember where or when I talked about things. Eternal, Eternal Sunshine. That is... That's, that's a movie about erasing people's memories about relationships and how memory affects stuff like that you mentioned 50 first dates like there's a lot of media to draw upon which the simpsons do all the time and frankly just steal that's like steal the story from one of those things if you want a, if you don't need us if you don't have a story but they want to do an episode where marge gets amnesia let's do it we'll do an episode where marge gets amnesia but it's i don't know if it's gonna be particularly funny because it is an incredibly sad thing um memory loss of any kind regardless of the reason like you this is functionally magic why the way marge loses her memory which is why i bring up eternal sunshine like eternal sunshine at least goes oh we have a machine that that does it <laughs> we invented a machine like okay that explains it you know and it's open and shut because it's effectively magic and that's what this is but it doesn't really matter what the reason is. If you take a happy relationship and then one of the persons loses their memory of the other person, that is just unspeakably sad. Um, it, like I have, I don't know. I've I, it, it, and like I don't know how not to make. Like they try and oh, isn't this funny, wacky? This and like no, <laughs> it's really not. But it would be you write them like people. Like I don't know how else to say it. You have Marge. Okay, Marge loses her memories. Okay. And then she gets them back for the kids. Okay. But for some reason, Homer is blocked. Like you said earlier. You use that word, blocked. Homer is just, whenever she thinks back to any mo any memory with Homer, it's just like a, and I think you show the audience this. Like you jump into Marge's mind and you show them scenes from old Simpsons, but they've edited them so that Homer, it's just like a, it's kind of like a Charlie Brown peanuts when he, they hear the teacher's. 
Womp, 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 womp. And you you go back to the memory of Homer, and there's just nothing there. It's just a big blankness. And all she hears is, womp, 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 womp. You know? Let us see from Marge's perspective, so we understand. And you have Homer legitimately like, oh, he, and it'll, like, give, a, give us a, a, a rundown of, like, Oh, Homer at first, like, oh, it'll, it's not going to... Doc, Dr. Herbert goes, oh, it'll last a day or two, maybe a week. But eventually, her memories will come back. Don't worry about it. And you, we, we go through that time period where at first Homer thinks, oh, it'll... You know, he's kind and accepting and, try, and tries for that first little bit of time. And just he's just waiting for her memories to come back. And then her memories do come back. Kids. And his don't. And he's like, no, I'll just keep trying. Keep waiting. It'll happen. And then more time goes by. More time goes by. Still nothing there. And Homer tries to jog her memory. And I think you you go on a tour. And, like, you don't make it a joke about Sideshow Mel and Maraschino Cherries. There's a legitimate joke in this episode. Uh, like, hey, Matt, sorry. Well, joke. <laughs> joke. Yeah. Um, you, you go on a little tour of those things that are meaningful. And uh, you literally just, like, I, I, I mine the way we was. Mine, I married Marge. You know, like, go do a greatest hits of Springfield. Of what we, This is what we did here. This is what we did here. This is what we did here. And Homer remembers all this. And Marge, she is, she's trying to remember. She wants to remember. She wants to have a relationship back. But nothing's happening. And Homer tries and tries and tries. And then you, you have to have time pass. You have to have time and time and time pass. And you don't split them up. And you don't have Marge go on speed dating with the hackiest of hack jokes in the world. You just have an honest portrayal of this relationship struggling and them talking it out and having a scene in the bedroom where there there's a clear divide in the line because Marge feels like she's sleeping in bed with a stranger. And eventually Homer, because he cares about her, gives her the space that she asks for. And you have quiet scenes like I think of like. Uh, this is I mean it's not really Homer it's not it is not a Homer and Marge episode but I think of uh, uh, why can't I think of the name of the episode Matt Ned and the Ned and the Hurricane uh, Hurricane Hurricane Ned Hurricane Nettie Hurricane Nettie I think about that scene in Hurricane Nettie where Flanders is just sitting in the church by himself because that's like when I think about like really honest portrayal of someone being vulnerable I think about that like Ned is just sitting in the church talking to God and just being open and honest about what his life is and you could do that with homer and have homer like i i love my wife but i don't know what to do now i don't know how do i how do i get out of this how do i well like this isn't one it's not fair like i didn't ask this is an accident and now she doesn't have her memories of me what are we gonna do like can we live like this can the kids live like this with us like functionally being like like they're co-workers now they're not they're not husband and wife they're co-workers can we live like this how long can we live like this how long am i willing to give like the, like logical questions that would arise think about that and write those scenes and then have homer come up with a plan of no this is like have homer and this is i this come came to me matt when you were talking um about calling him mr simpson because I feel like you still have that line of like, oh, this is the name she get, calls him. She calls him Homer or emphasize like it's workmanlike. It's like an employee almost like a coworker. And there's no yeah, but there's, there's no, no homie. It's just it's always Homer. It's a, it's no affection. 
I think that you just have to draw that line however you want to do it. There's just no affection. I don't think Mr. Simpson works, though. You have to figure out something else. Um, that's what you would brainstorm that stuff. You'd spend probably hours doing it. Um, you have that th- clear line, and Homer is sad and morose, and you so Matt Mars at the same time also sad, morose. They neither of them are happy about this, and Homer has a plan. He comes up with this plan. So maybe he's talking to like Barney or Mo, uh, and they say something offhandedly that he, he's like, "Wait a minute, I have an idea," but we don't know what the idea is. Uh, we don't get it. He has this idea all by himself. He goes to Marge. He's like, "I have an idea, Marge. This will work," and. And this is kind of rote, but that's all that matters. It will work. Takes her to somewhere special, somewhere meaningful. And we have a flashback of what happened to them in, in together. It was a meaningful moment in their life. Maybe you even reference this early in the episode. You probably should. Yes, or 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 even if you really want to reward your long-term viewers, you make it something that we – a flashback that we've seen before. You know, uh, maybe he takes her to like uh, – and Maggie makes three. They go out for a, a nice dinner or whatever and dancing and whatnot or, you know, something like that. He recreates scenes. You could, you could say pseudo clip show where Homer recreates scenes that we have seen them have before. And if you haven't seen them, great. It just seems like Homer is, you know, doing things that they have done before. And uh, sorry, I don't mean to take over for you, but you, you make it so that Homer does all this and somehow Marge still does not remember. And then you make something happen, something small, where Homer says, all right, that's it. I've, I've done everything I could. All I can do is love you. And at that point, it triggers in her. And she's like, I get it now. And then and she and uses, that's how you make this a good episode. And then, she ma- and then she uses his pet name. She calls him homie she has, or, or, or sweetie or something, you know, whatever it is. And then, and that's off. You know, Homer is sad, morose, and then suddenly she uses that word, and suddenly he has a look of like, "Wait a minute!" And he looks back, and Marge is and Marge is Marge again. She has her memories again, and they embrace. They love each other. And everything's great. Everything's back to normal, and they relive that memory. They have that time again, and that's how the episode ends. And it's sweet. And they go to the stupid miniature golf course. It's yeah. It, it, it like if that's what you want to do, you want to do an amnesia episode. Okay, that's what it is. Like, It'd be a good episode. Robbie, why did you have to write a good episode? Why do they have to write this terrible episode instead of the good episode that you just came up with? I don't know, Matt. Like, I don't like uh, now they, I matter. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing, Matt. Like, I do this while I'm watching, Matt. Like, I don't like I'm watching this episode. I It's obvious to me what the right thing to do is. It's simple. I've seen hundreds of Simpsons episodes. I know how they work. It's not complicated. I would think that these people are also writers. They do the same thing I do. I don't know why they can't do it. And yes, you go and that like it doesn't end there. You're writing a, an episode of television. It certainly doesn't end. Oh, we have the plot. You have to go in and you have to laboriously add in sight gags and jokes and little and little moments here and there. The, and and obviously you have to animate it. You have to make it look good. You have to make it. You have to frame it correctly. Like the writing is just the first step, but it is the framework. It is the skeleton. And without that skeleton, you're gonna make this junk. This is garbage. If someone handed a script to me, I would throw it away. I'd be like, start over. Yeah, it's like the the script, the original script, the first script that they brought into the writers room should be six revisions past what this episode ended up as. Like, you shouldn't even have brought something this bad into the writer's room. And I, like, frankly, I don't really care what the excuse is. 
like i don't really like am, oh you, you're are you feeling sir like that's the thing like i'm if someone reads one of my books and goes i don't like it i don't think it's good i'm like okay that's fair but i don't have hurt feelings about it but i try you know i really try on my books i spend hundreds and hundreds of hours on them so i know that when i commit to it if it's good or bad it is honest it's honest work honest hard work what i think is a completed thing I don't, I, if you, uh, whoever this, the writing, the writing room, you know, I'm not going to give it up, put it all on just Mark Wilmar. I'm sure it's the entire room's fault. Plus Al Jean, plus all the people who just let this happen. I don't really care if they've hurt feelings. Like, I don't, this is lazy and bad. Like, I, I don't care what your excuse is. Oh, we wanted to go home early. We wanted to go home at five o'clock. Well, I don't know what to tell you. I'm sorry. You still made a terrible episode of television that's offensive. Not offensive, like in the, proper like oh you were you use casual racism or homophobia which hey they still do that from time to time but it's offensive that it's a simpsons episode like as a fan of the simpsons this is offensive like how on earth oh my lord we're not done matt we're not even done because next up we have our next segment this time for comments from news group okay here we are alt.nerd.obsessive comments from news group is where I ask our patrons for their reviews, how they thought about it. I don't think there are none of them. Maybe they were angry as me. I don't know. Uh, first from Charles. For all the jokes about how Family Guy stole from The Simpsons, the writers seem to really take a lot from Seth MacFarlane, though at least it's from American Dad this time. This is what makes this episode fr- so frustrating. As much as the writers want to have their cake and eat it too, character in this episode wasn't March. So the potential to move in interesting and ambitious directions, but instead of the girl from the way we was struggling to come to terms with the life she's built, we get this blank slate. You actually see the writer's thought process here. We've run out of ideas for what to do with Marge. Let's just do a marriage crisis. The fact they treat it seriously makes Marge intensely unlikable. She dismisses the objections of the actual owner of the house. Let herself be married off at the earliest opportunity. What would have happened if the guy didn't run upon finding out that she had kids? Entire episode is made to create faux tension that ultimately proves pointless. Even Marge remembering everything except Homer is actually a really interesting angle. They just do do it. They just didn't do every, anything with it. So Homer, as a Homer and Marge Maris crisis episode, it's not bad. You see where this plot point is going. Uh, from Tim, at least the prior episode gave us things to discuss. Here, the highlights are Sideshow Mel discussing his knowledge of cherries and a random appearance from Sal Bando. It's one of the baseball players. Uh, it really did feel like what sometimes happens when a band is nearing the end of their contract, and rather than go into the studio and record another album. They like to fill one with outtakes, live performances, and songs that didn't make the cut the other times around. No, not blatantly offensive. There was technically one plot. Just incredibly lazy overall. Abe's in here. A bit more believable than his role in Million Dollar Abe. Million Dollar Abe. So I'll put this in one just ahead of that, number 334. Uh, from Derek. Really? An amnesia storyline? Ugh. There isn't much to say. This is just more lazy, uninspired slop. Marge Homer episodes of this era are so incredibly formulaic. It doesn't matter if there's an amnesiac Marge or not. It always amounts to there being some sort of rift between the couple, and it all resolves when Homer says some token sentimental line makes everything better. Yawn. Moving on. What hack- hackney tripe is coming up next? P.S. I laughed when Matt said he only knew the word jejun from, or jejuni from Fraser because when I was leaving my review, I thought the word babyish was a bit too babyish. So I wanted another object, adge- adjective, and Kelsey Grammer going, she used the word jejuni, popped into my mind. Uh, good stuff. You two should just do a Fraser podcast instead of reviewing this rubbish. Don't stop reviewing this rubbish. I love it. Or I live for it. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, from Hoffa. Not good. Not funny. They would have done this in the golden age. They'd have written some jokes. This plot has potential, but it was just flat and dull. And I love Marge episodes. Amen, Hoffa. 
I love March episodes too. Nothing. Uh, from JJ. An amnesia plot is definitely a sign that the show's best years are behind them. The brief moments we get of Marge reacting like a normal person in aspects of Springfield we're all used to, such as Homer strangling Bart, and wacky characters like Mel and Otto, could have been an interesting way to examine the show. Her amnesia sort of gives Marge a Frank Grimes-like perspective. Yep, it's true. Uh, unfortunately, it's not the direction the episode goes, it just becomes a marriage crisis episode with a twist. most disturbing thing is Patty and some are right when they tell Marge her subconscious is trying to protect her from her own marriage, and I don't blame her subconscious considering the way Homer is characterized in these teen seasons. Mm-hmm. This episode is a cynical and miserable exploration of Homer and Marge's relationship, but only works because the show has spent the last se- seven seasons making their marriage as toxic as possible. The very fact that Marge's memories return because she is reminded of Homer's post-golden years, al- post-golden years alcoholism, and the show tries to make a sweet moment out of her enabling set alcoholism, gave me codependence day flashback. Eh, you're not the only one. Uh, I didn't get passionately angry at this episode like others in season 17. It just made me depressed. And the endless inciting incidents need to stop. From Aaron. Wow, and I need a plot line in a television program. That has never happened before. Luckily, we don't get seven minutes of inciting incidents prior to the main plot occurring. Ugh, seriously, this seems like it has to be a parody episode, except season 17 Simpsons has no idea how to do that. One thing this episode has going for it is that speed dating scene might be the least funny in the series history. Oh, and then we get an homage to Homer's worst actions as a human being at the end. So this episode manages the rare superfecta of being hacky, boring, unfunny, and offensive. For 19 weeks now, I've thought Bonfire of the Manatees was the worst episode ever. I may need to rethink that opinion. Not the only one. Uh, from Mark, any kind of memory loss in a story is hard to watch for me personally because the effects of dementia has had on my own family. I know it's amnesia, but scenes like Marge forgetting her own family are difficult. Uh, the A side overall, I think the episode is okay. It's like the Simpsons were wanting to do an episode about Homer and Marge's marriage, but in a new way. Because let's face it, season 17, they have very much done it at all. Done it all at this point. Yeah. that's the. There is the... I think, uh, Mark, whenever you're bringing in memory loss, it's very easy to lapse into this is just too sad to be in a Simpsons episode. Like my own grandmother had dementia. I think a lot of people have encountered it. And it's not anything ever but sad. So like, oh, let's just include it in our Simpsons. You're like, guys, your comedy show. You know, no one stop. OK, uh, finally, from Benjamin. There's probably a way to do this and make it fresh and original. This is not it. Just kept thinking, well, if it's funny or sticks to landing, then it'll count for something. Nope. And hell no. Seriously, that ending ruined any hope this episode had had. Wait, it didn't have any. Appreciate all you guys for watching the episode with us, reviewing it, leaving your reviews. You can uh, join the Patreon, patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show, and anyone at any level can leave their own reviews if they wish to deeply hurt themselves. I would advise breaks. You know, do an episode or two, then take a day off. Take a week off, too. That's be my suggestion. We can move on, Matt, to our next segment. It's time for the Lister Question of the Week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow? KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener. Yellow? Our Lister Question of the Week this week is, what's your favorite Francis McDormand movie? We didn't get a bunch of responses this week, which is a little, makes me a little sad. Francis McDormand's secret. I think everyone just knew what almost everyone's answer is going to be. I guess, yeah, I, I'm sure there's some of it is just, I'm going to say the same thing as another person, so I'm not going to say anything. But it's yeah. fine. It, anyway, it doesn't, it's okay. Um, it's okay. Also, guys, if you see someone else answer, using your answer, you're free to repeat it. That is perfectly fine. Uh, Matt, take it away. All right. From Andy, uh, Marge Gunderson in Fargo. From Rich, what am I supposed to do? Not say Fargo? 
uh, from Lauren. I have not seen Fargo or many of the movies she's been in. Um, based off the few I've seen, I have to go with Aeon Flux. I was obsessed with this movie when it first came out. It's fair. I, I didn't even know she was in. I have not seen Aeon. The, the I've not seen the I, the uh, live the live action, action Aeon no. Flux. I was no, I didn't know I. that. I did not know Frances McDormand was in that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, from Rachel. Uh, not surprisingly, she has appeared in several Coen Brothers movies. It happens when you're married to one of them. Uh, and her very small, almost non-speaking role as a film editor in Hail Caesar almost steals the picture. Quite a feat with such an incredible cast. This quirky film was my favorite film from the Coens, but it sort of slipped under the radar. I highly recommend it to anyone who loves the movies. Uh, accurate. Hail Caesar is a great movie. Hilarious. Okay. I'm gonna. Matt. What, Robbie? I. You are a. You are a mystery to me. You are a constant. You are a riddle in an wrapped in an enigma. Uh huh. Yep. I, 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 I don't. Strive I I, I myself I myself do not enjoy Hail Caesar. I love most Coen Brothers movies, but I I don't really. I don't wow. love Hail Caesar. It's fine, but I don't expect you to echo. Oh yes, I love Hail Caesar. Oh, what can I say? It it is slow. Uh, but my the, I mean, my problems with Hail Caesar have nothing to do with its slowness. Well, the problems I have with it do okay. go with it slowly. Okay, fair enough. All right, moving on. Uh, from at the Andrew blog, I'll say Nomadland. It's McDormand's best all-around performance, which is saying something given how she always brings her A-game no matter the role. And Nomadland is also the rare best picture winner that truly deserves laurels. Prove me wrong, Cohen brothers. Prove me wrong. Robbie, have you seen Nomadland? I have not seen Nomadland. Uh, okay. I'm, I I don't know. I think I just haven't. Uh, there's a lot of, uh, like dramatic films lately that i have just haven't watched because i just don't have the stomach for serious things lately <laughs> yeah yeah that's and fair. nothing to uh, do overall, nothing. dramatic movies are just generally not fun to watch they're they're in what is the old uh saying may you live in interesting times yeah. is uh not a good two-sided yeah it's not good sure. yeah all right, uh, from at BortDX, Moonrise Kingdom may not feature her too heavily, but the movie is so charming and it's easily top three Wes Anderson for me. It's one of the only good Wes Anderson movies, period. Oh, my Lord, man. Oh, my Lord. You like Hail Caesar and Moonrise Kingdom. Those yes. are the Coen Brothers movies you like. You're I I don't believe Moonrise Kingdom is a Coen Brothers movie. Really? Oh, it's Wes Anderson. It's a Wes I'm Anderson gonna, movie. Yeah, well, you don't like what? Okay, you don't like Fantastic Mr. Fox. I have actually not seen Fantastic Mr. Fox. I think I would enjoy it. It's so cute. there's foxes in it, and George Clooney is so funny. Exactly. We don't. Why don't? Is it too? Right. Is Wes Anderson too twee for you, Matt? Uh, for the most part. Also, I hate mo almost all of his characters in, in many of the movies. I mean, that's. Uh, I mean, that's fair. I mean, sometimes you're supposed to hate them. They're not. Well, I mean, that's true. Likeable. But in almost all of them, they're all just too bizarre. Like in. Uh, the the life aquatic i hate uh, everyone in that movie oh um, how the Royal bombs i just want to stab everyone okay i don't like Royal oh, bombs. Oh, except but... for uh 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 well uh, is it willem dafoe in the life aquatic he's fine everyone else <laughs> i just want to stab all right back to the show uh from at one this is the sh matt this is the show we're talking about okay this is we're all this is all the show this is the show it's fine we can talk about movies we're allowed Okay, okay, fine. From at 138-bit, uh, Wonder Boys. It would have also been my answer to best Robert Downey Jr. movie if I had remembered to reply, but it would be my answer for Michael Douglas, Katie Holmes, and Tobey Maguire, but they've never been on The Simpsons. 
Probably a smart choice on their part, the way it is these days. From Matt, Energy Turtle, Fargo, I had a cat named Margie, and everyone thought she was named after Marge Simpson. No, she was named after Marge Gunnerson, mostly because when I first got her, she threw up a lot. She was a good kitty, R.I.P. Margie. Oh, poor little Margie. Uh, from Matt, yes, it's Aaron. She is not in it for too long, but Raising Arizona is one of my favorite movies. I can nearly recite every line by heart. Robbie, what is your answer? Burn After Reading. My is my favorite. Maybe not her best role, but it is my favorite uh, movie she's in. Uh, oh, yeah. it, it always makes me laugh. Um, it is It is my favorite Coen Brothers movie by far. How many Coen Brothers that movies? That was me agreeing with you, by Okay. The way. Is that your... Oh, that, what is your... Is that your answer, Matt? Is that is my answer, okay. is, is Burn After Reading. She is fantastic in that, and I love it. Yeah, she, it's a, 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 she plays the, a, a good clueless character. She's a very good ditz in that, along with Brad Pitt. They make a very good team of idiots. Oh my god, they're so hilarious when they're dumb. They're so stupid. The Russians? Uh, <laughs> next week's question, and now for something completely different. Uh, who's your favorite Transformer? <laughs> oh my god. I'm trying it out, Matt. There's nothing in this episode with any sort of redeeming value except for the couch gag, which involves Transformers. So, hey, what's your favorite? What or who is your favorite? I'm going to say who, because they're essential. They're people, sort of. Uh-huh. Who's Everyone has a favorite Transformer. I mean, you don't have a favorite Transformer, Matt? I mean, not that most people have ever heard of. I don't, I don't even bring, remember his name. I just I, remember I, I could go find the comic. I want an obscure. Bring me obscure, everyone. Everyone listening, I want the obscurest Transformer you got. If he, your favorite is some weird Transformer that was in one episode of the TV show or is in some comic book, I don't care. Bring it. I want that. Give me it. I want to know your, your weird Transformer you love. Hey, or you know what? Megatron is not a wrong answer. Neither is Optimus Prime. Both great Transformers. Nothing wrong with them. All right? All right. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. All right, all right, all right. Austin native. Uh, we can move on. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I got to do the thing. I post this question on Twitter at SimpsonShowPod. You can email us at SimpsonShowPod at gmail.com. And I also post it on Patreon, which is, again, patreon.com slash show. Any of those places. You can find uh, a spot to answer. We can now move on to our next segment. It's time for the new Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean, S-M-A-R-R-T. The No Google Trivia Challenge is for Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions, one easy, one medium, and one hard, and try and stump the other. I am losing by eight points. Not good. It's not good, Matt. I don't know if you realize. It's a gap that I... I we only have... I mean, it's fine with me. We have this episode plus two remaining in the season so i need to make up ground quick if i want to have even a chance in our last episode are you ready for an easy question i am ready sir these are all from it's a mad 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 march oh boy everyone's uh, favorite march okay. episode what is the name of otto's girlfriend i believe that is becky that is correct all right your uh questions are all from secrets of a successful marriage all right. So a slightly better episode. Uh, <laughs> who comes to the house to hit on Marge when she and Homer are split up? That'd be Mo. You are correct. <laughs> oh, slightly better episode. That's a little bit of a that's a little bit of an exaggeration, Matt. When it's only slightly, uh, it is like like ten thousand times better. Uh, your medium question, Matt. What is the name of the band that plays at Otto and Becky's wedding? Um. Okay. It is. Uh... Uh, cyanide, a loving tribute to poison. God 
dang it, Matt. How do you remember this stuff? Because I just, I can hear it in my head. You got poison to play at our wedding? We're not poison. We're cyanide. A loving tribute to poison. How do you, but how do you hear it in your head? How many times have you watched that episode? I don't know. Seven, eight. Why? All right. Oh, it's so bad. Uh, what do you mean? Uh, uh, you're talking about how bad the Simpsons. Uh, it was before. It was before it got really bad. That was back in season eleven, where we we're like, "This is starting to get kind of stupid," and then it got much worse. I uh, you we do you wouldn't need to consult the list of where the bad man, mad man, Marge is. It's number. It's very low on our list, but what's my medium question? All right, your medium question. What are the two guesses uh, in the quickie mart for Marge's hair color when they find out she dyes her hairs? Oh God, uh, I don't, I don't remember, Matt. I have no idea. All right, it is blue fifty-two and blue fifty-six. Blue fifty-two, blue. What are you talking about? I don't remember. What do you? I what? In, in the episode, uh, Mo and or uh, uh, Apu and Mo find out that Mo uh, that Marge dyes her hair, and so when she stops by the Quickie Mart, uh, Apu says, "Oh, Mr. Simpson, we're having a sale on blue fifty-two. It's your hair color, right?" And Marge's like, "No, no, no, no. That, that can't be right. I, I don't dye my hair." And then Mo comes up and says, "Oh, no, no, Apu, you got it all wrong. She's blue fifty-six. I think Matt, I've said this before. I think this is actually happening. I think the Simpsons are destroying my brain. That's fair. I think I'm losing. Like I might. It's not, I like it's categorical. My points go lower every season." Like I have to be <laughs> getting stupider. Like something is it's eroding my my brain cells. Like this uh-huh. is is like literally it's dangerous. Okay, Matt, your hard question. What ingredients make up the arc? Oh God. Um. It's uh, like two uh, uh two scoops of each flavor. Uh, garnish it with whipped cream nuts and cherries i i have no idea it's, it's something along those lines it is and you shall call it the ark i don't know how you remember this uh i literally write questions i feel like no one on earth know and you're like oh yeah it's this this and this you're very close you're not you're not 100 there it is two of every flavor 62 sauces whipped cream and nuts okay 62 sauces, 62 sauces. i don't know why that i don't know why they 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 land on 62 but 62 sauces what's my hard question matt Come on, I can do it. All right, your hard question. I, I got it this week. I know it. I can do it. All right. All right. There are five answers to this question. Oh, no. I'm going to give you one point. All right. If you get three of them, you get three points. If you you get all five, I'm going to give you a bonus point. All right? Oh, God almighty. I'm not going to know any of them. Okay. <laughs> what are the classes taught at the Adult Education Center? I feel like they've gone to the Adult Education Center like four different times. And I'm gonna get all. I'm gonna mix them all up in my ma- mind, so I don't. Re- um, there. Um, because I don't remember which time this. I know. I mean, I've seen. I haven't seen Secrets of Successful Marriage in years now. Um, I think. How do you need an orange? Um, Mo does like b boy dancing or or street dancing or something like that or or hip hop dancing. I forget how it's phrased. Um, I think Jasper teaches how to use a spittoon. Um, Dr. Herbert teaches like erotic striptease for couples, maybe something like that. I mean, Homer teaches this marriage course. I don't know if that counts. Um, I don't remember any. That's all I got, Matt. I don't know if any of those are actually from that episode. Robbie, 
I am very impressed. Oh, you got four out of the five. Okay, so you get your three. You get your three points. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the one class you were missing. The Doctor Hibbert strip show is out in this one. That's the one in uh, where Homer is with the. Uh, uh, it's how to strip for your wife, and it's it's the one where Homer is the the self help guy who's like, oh, it's not science. You suck, kind of thing. Either way, the the class you missed is how to drive your man wild, taught by Patty and Selba. Ooh. Yeah, exactly. At this point, I would like to remind you that there are no refunds, but you get three points. So that's something. I'll take it. That's another point I gained. So the, the deficit is down to seven uh, with two episodes to go. It's still not great. Um, it's better than nine. I can I can whittle down to like maybe five or four next week and maybe have a chance for our final episode. Not really not feeling great about my chances. I'm struck dumb. I don't think that's going to happen, but I'm. Uh, it's a possibility. Um. Okay, Matt. That's enough for trivia. We can move on to our final segment. The segment we end every single episode with. It's time for best episode ever. No, no, that's the wrong clip. Robbie. Hey, who's in charge here? Me. Best episode ever. (laughs) Best episode ever. Ever. Best episode ever. It's the part of the show where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically, watch them chronologically, eventually compile a list of every episode ever, and how good they are. I don't know, Matt. I, this, I don't think this episode is as bad as a lot of the stuff on the bottom of the list, but I absolutely hate it. I don't know how to like, yeah, separate it's, it's that stuff. because it's just so stupid. I mean, I, I'm looking in the 340s, honestly. It's a mad, mad, mad march uh, that you picked for trivia. That's, that's pretty good. I guess it's going to go a little lower than that, but yeah, I mean... All right, here Some let's, of these, I just let's have a discussion. Is this better or worse than the Scrammy Pillar? Oh God! Um, old oh, the frying game number three forty two on the list. God, is this worse than the Scrammy Pillar? I I honestly don't know. I hate that episode because it's so stupid. I mean, it's me, Carmen Electra. I just. <laughs> um, uh, I'm gonna say this episode is worse just because of how completely pointless it is and how it tries to rewrite history constantly and just how there's nothing there is so lazy um and i don't know the fry game is also has a lot of laziness in it because they clearly just wrote scenes and then stitched them together but fry game is also just so insane i don't know i i think that's the thing that's the only saving grace of some of these worst the worst scully years episodes is that they're just so crazy there's never a moment where they try to engage with the reality. You know, like this episode's like, oh, this is a real life. This is a real story about Marge and Homer. I'm like, no, no, it's not. You've perverted that with your nonsense. Frying game is just from beginning to end, stupid and insane. And like, it never stops being that. Um, Old yellow belly is directly below. I ble- I agree with you, Matt. I hate this. I would rather watch Screaming Pillar again. Uh, and a lot of the time, yeah. that's the deciding factor. Like, which would I rather watch again? I'd rather watch Screaming Pillar. I'd rather watch. It's stupid and terrible, but I'd rather watch it than this. Um, old Yeller Belly, the dog. What's the Santa's little helper and becomes a mascot and all that. I'm pretty sure runs away from the house because Homer doesn't save Homer's life. We're getting there. It's 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 close. It's either right above this or right below it. I think. I would rather watch Old Yeller Belly again, honestly. Mm. <sighs> I think you're right. I think you're right. I wouldn't enjoy it, obviously, but I think I'd rather. I think Old Yellow Belly's better, um, because. But I don't think this is worse than Bart Mangled Banner, though. 
I think Barbango Banner is, is worse than this. Yeah, it is, but ugh. Barbango Banner is like all the a lot of the problems this has, but also like like terrible nationalism and weird satire that doesn't work <laughs> and racism, and yeah. you're like, oh, gross. It has that same feeling. Like all these worst episodes, they all just raise feelings of disgust in me. Like, which is saying something. This show that I love just raises these feelings of disgusting and grossness. Like I feel like I need to take a shower. Um. I think you're right. Right below. This is right below Old Yellow Belly. I got, I'm looking forward to the text from front of the show, Andrew Bloom, because we put another episode below the screaming pillar. Uh, regarding Margie, a new number 344 on our list. Really? Pretty low. We're getting yeah. this is a pretty low list. Uh, pretty, pretty low ranking. It's that's it's competitive in the, ter- the, the worst episode. Season 17 is so strong and how bad it is. Uh, it's a new number 153. In the Pulse Golden Years ranking, also very low. Um, well, Matt, we have one more question to answer. That question is, do we shoot this episode out of a cannon? The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! Hey, hey Matt, you want to you say it or you want me to say it? Uh, I'll let you have the honor. Fire the cannon. There's no, there's no reason for this to stay. There, there's nothing. If I could it. fire the cannon back in time so that this episode never aired, I would. Yeah, there's nothing of value here. Again, this is, this is, this we have. This is the. Uh, I have. I, I, I think I've codified it in my mind. Matt. I mentioned this before. This low, this, this bottom portion of the list is, uh, it's like a nuclear waste dump, mm-hmm. and where they put like they build ugly concrete barriers around it and put signs in every known language and in like pictographs to try and warn people away if they encounter it a thousand years in the future there's nothing of value here that's completely accurate stay away um that's number 344 in the list regarding margie we can uh work our way up and work our way down from the top of the list with the cannon. Uh, we're at number 58, Matt. It is Lisa's rival. I mean, I would literally cut your hands off if you try to get this Cut out of the my cannon. hands Sorry, off. Just... I need my hands. Yeah. I type with my hands. That's my money well, makers. Then it's, it's a very easy decision for you then, isn't it? I mean, I mean I'm not going to argue with you. I think Lisa's rival is a great episode. Uh, I think I would call it great. That's number 58 on the list and it's a great episode. It's a yes in the canon. It's it's actually uh, it it's r- r- oh, again Think about what happens in Lisa's rival. Like, think about what Lisa, like the the conflict that Lisa faces in that. Literally, a new girl shows up at school and does slightly better than her. That's it. That's the episode. And Lisa has to, you know, has is challenged. Her ethics are challenged when mm-hmm. she faces someone who's smarter than her, just slightly. And you're like, oh, it's so simple, and it works so well. And now we're having episodes where Marge lost her memories. Like, what what's happened? Why are we? Why did we go so far? <sighs> but yes, it's Jason Cannon. Lisa's rival. I bet my Wookie, Matt. Uh, yeah, yeah. My cat's breast smells like cat food. <laughs> uh, come on, that's just yeah, it's so much better. <laughs> <laughs> so much better. Um, our next episode, Matt. The monkey suit. I don't. I don't e- want to ev- know. E- evolution, Matt. It's an evolution episode. Um, Ned Flanders creationism evolution is made illegal 
And then Lisa's yeah. Lisa yeah. teaches evolution, and there's a trial. So this is a how I I've, I've never seen this episode. I've heard about it. I'm curious. What do you? What's your prediction? You think it will do a really good job at satirizing creationism versus evolution problem in the United States? I'm gonna guess no. I'm gonna have hope, yeah, man. No, I'm gonna have a hope so I can be angry again next week. And How'd that work out this week? Oh, I got oh, real I angry. I got real upset. But you know what? You know what's gonna happen, Matt? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go on vacation. It's my birthday this weekend. Actually, by the time you guys listen to this, most of you at least, it'll have been my birthday, and I'm going to have gone on vacation, and I'm going to get real drunk, and it's going to be, I'm going to have a good time, and I'll feel better, and maybe The Simpsons won't bother me as much. We can only hope. We can only hope. Uh, but that's next time you find everything, uh, our, our list, the, our, this is the best episode I ever list, our, our links to all that stuff. On our website, thesimpsonshow.com, it includes, also has every episode. If you're, the old episodes aren't on your podcast machine, you can listen on our website for free, no charge. Um, I'm working on a way to get them into a feed somewhere, but there's a lot of choices and almost all of them are bad. So <laughs> I don't hold your breath. If you really want them, go download them from their website. Um, yeah, simpsonshow.com. You can find me on Twitter. At Robbie Dorman. That's my name. My website is also Robbie Dorman. It's RobbieDorman.com. Uh, you can find links to everything I do there. All my other podcasts and links to purchase my horror novels. My newest novel, Death Rattles, coming out soon, July 26th. You heard a big spiel about it at the very beginning. Hey, it is my birthday, or it was my birthday, very briefly. You want to do something for me? Pre-order my book. I love you forever. I'm serious. It makes a big difference to me. It makes a big difference for my career if you pre-order my book. Uh, and you get a very, very good vampire novel out of it. It's my favorite book yet. Mine, I love my main character in it. Not hyperbole. I really do mean it. I love it. Uh, please go check it out. Matt does not participate in social media. You will not find him. Yes, you will not find me because, quite frankly, ugh, this episode just makes me want to retreat from the entire world. But if you prefer to see some kittens who are adorable and will make this episode almost tolerable if you're playing with them during... Uh, you can check out Kitten Turns, K-A-T-T-I-N-T-E-R-N-S, on Instagram, and they will make your life better. Almost good enough to ignore this terrible episode. Uh, I did get an answer. You Apparently, uh, sci- doctors, here's, Matt, here's the solution to lactose tolerance versus intolerance. Oh, yeah? Uh, from my brief research, it seems that doctors say to increase your tolerance is to either not take any dairy at all, or slowly have more dairy those things well, the things those the, are the opposite options. opposite things uh say either one of those things will help so i don't really know it's probably both are probably junk and it's probably up to the person how your body reacts um sorry can't be helpful uh at all just like the simpsons uh in season 17 i'm robbie and i'm matt thank you about the simpsons i mean <laughs> i can't even say it with a straight face anymore not this episode anyway jesus christ Shh.